Good morning, everyone. We turn to the New Testament this morning in Matthew chapter 1. And it begins with the genealogy. And, you know, it's it's so interesting when we're, you know, newer to the Bible and we pick up on these genealogies. Sometimes it may be permission for us to turn tune out or, you know, not pay attention to what's going on. Um, I find this genealogy here really interesting. It's as though the author Matthew really wants to illustrate um, a few things to us. So let's go ahead and take in this chapter and I'm going to do my best to try to be efficient efficient in what I am saying to you, but yet enjoy what God has for us. So Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah, his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Now, we talked about this if you've been with us in the journey through Genesis. Tamar was promised her husband died, and she was promised the next son when he grew up to be older. And then when that son, who she waited for, became older, uh, her father-in-law didn't give her that son. So then she played a trick on her father-in-law and dressed like a prostitute. And her father-in-law then uh, went into her as a prostitute. And then he had heard that she prostituted herself and he said, oh, she should die. And then she said, well, here's the one who did it. And it was her father-in-law. So she like kind of made him realize what he did is wrong. He realized then that he never followed through on his word to give the son that he promised to her as a wife and husband. And through that, you know, extraordinary set of circumstances um, that they had a child and that's in the family line of Jesus. So um, that's why it says, it's interesting that it brings up Tamar. Like it doesn't always bring up the woman, but because I think of this extra set of circumstances, Matthew wanting to illustrate, yeah, even this is in the family line of Jesus. So Judith, Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron and Hezron the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Ammonadab and Abadab the father of Nishan and Nishan the father of Salmon. Uh, Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. So here we have another amazing story in that when God's people were going to go and take over the promised land, they sent out spies to go check out the promised land ahead of time. And they would have gotten caught. The people of the promised land heard there were spies and they came looking for them. But Rahab hid the spies in her house. So she really honored Israel and helped them and didn't let these spies get caught. And she said, when you guys come in and destroy the land, please save me. And they said, we will. You you did us a favor. We're going to help you. So they said, tie this scarlet thread, I believe in your window or something to that effect, or your door, so that when our army comes in, everyone in your house, Rahab, will be saved. Now, she was a prostitute. Rahab was a prostitute, but she did this good thing on behalf of Israel and protecting the spies. Well, sure enough, when Israel's army came in, They saw the red thing on her door. They saved all that were in her household. Well, then this Rahab ends up marrying 
Salman and Salman ends up having Boaz. And so another extra interesting story all in the family line of Jesus. Then Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth. And for those of you who might know that story, is Ruth uh, went to Moab. They should have never went there. And her husband died. Her All their, their husbands died. She was with her mother-in-law. Her uh, sister-in-law died as well. And Ruth stuck by her mother-in-law, uh, Naomi, and they went back to uh, their homeland to try to survive. And Boaz was what was known as her kinsman redeemer. Um, he was he ends up marrying Ruth. So Ruth now her husband previous husband died. She ends up finding someone to take care of her. She marries this Boaz. She was an honorable woman. This Ruth. You can read the story. And she ends up having a child now through her kinsman redeemer Boaz. So Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth. So through that miraculous story, the story of Ruth, we get Obed. And that whole book, if you read the the book of Ruth, that whole book closes and ends with the significance of that marriage and that child because here's what it is. So Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth and Obed was the father of Jesse. Well, Jesse was the father of David the king. So through this miraculous second marriage with Ruth, after her husband died and things were destitute, she marries Boaz. They have Obed. Obed has Jesse, and Jesse ends up having David the king. Isn't that amazing? So uh, another incredible story that leads to, to David, which eventually this all leads to Jesus. So David, David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba. Well, do you remember you know, that story is David uh, sent Uriah, Bathsheba's wife, uh, husband, to the front of the lines to have him killed because he laid his eyes on Bathsheba and got her pregnant. And and he ends up then marrying Bathsheba. So he does something very wicked and wrong, and eventually he really repents. If you ever want to read Psalm 51, one of the greatest psalms in all the Bible, and it's about David's repentance after he, Nathan, really indicates to David and David comes to realize, gosh, what I've done is really wrong here by taking Bathsheba and having Uriah get killed. Um, and But David repents. You might recall he loses uh, that son, but then ends up having another son, uh, Solomon. So David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba, who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. You might remember Solomon had two sons. Well, he had more than two sons, but Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and that's when we got the divided kingdom. But Rehoboam was the king of uh, the south, the Judah, whereas Jeroboam was the king of the northern empire, which was called Israel. But now there was a divided kingdom, but um, Judah ends up becoming the tribe of which Jesus came from, and Rehoboam was the king of that tribe. So again, all these great stories, Rehoboam, the father of Abijah, Abijah, the father of Asa, Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat. So anyways, it goes all the way through then to Babylon. And it's interesting, you know, I talk about Babylon a lot because it really is the full measure of consequence to Israel and Judah for not following God and they get deported. So uh, we get to the deportation of the people in Babylon in verse 11. 
Um, it's a big part of the story of, of the Bible. But after the deportation then, Jeconiah became the father of Sheltiel, and Sheltiel the father of Zerubbabel. Now, it's interesting if you study Zerubbabel, because there was always promise that there would be a king in the line of David. So everyone kind of wanted to know, well, who is that individual that's still surviving, even after the 70 years of captivity in Babylon? Who's the one that's going to carry that torch? Who's the one that's next in line? Who's still in the lineage of David so that God can still follow through on his promise to have a king in the line of David? Well, that person ended up being Zerubbabel. Now, there's a lot of research you could do on that, but his name is brought up a lot of times in the Old Testament. He came back after the time in Babylon, and he helped with Ezra to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. And he's given a lot of credit for that, and he is one to carry on that family line. Um, there's a lot more to that story that we're not going to get into today. But all of that then leads to eventually, look at through Zerubbabel, we eventually moving forward then to, I'll go to verse 15, Eliad was the father of Eleazar, Eleazar the father of Matan, and Matan the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Christ. So here we get the storyline from all the way from Abraham to Jesus and so many wonderful biblical stories all caught up in the midst of that family line. Pretty special. So that leads us still in Matthew 1 now to the birth of Jesus Christ. And gosh, this is such a, a great ending to the chapter. So much could be said, but there's a couple things I want to highlight. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed, a significant engagement to Joseph, before they came together, they were honoring the Lord and not <clears throat> having sexual relations. Um, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Uh, she reported that to Joseph. That's all talked about in, a, in uh, Luke. You know, uh, more details to this. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, and <clears throat> I've always, that's always really jumped out on me, verse 20. So he, you know, she comes, I'm pregnant, Joseph. He's like, what? It's impossible. We didn't, you know, actually, it's not impossible. You must have had sex with somebody else. You know, it's likely what he's thinking and he doesn't know what to do he's thinking about divorcing her but he's a righteous man and he's trying to do handle this the best he can <clears throat> but instead of making a decision on his own in verse 20 it says but when he had considered this it's like he pondered it he paused for a second it i believe he sought the lord as a righteous man and he like paused and prayed and discerned. And when he did that, when he gave time for God to minister to him, but when he had considered this, God did minister to him. Listen, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So Joseph really did good. He resolves, he made the decision to divorce her quietly. But 
he stopped and he considered this. He pondered this. And, you know, that's just such a great lesson for us, especially in the trials and significant decisions of life, that we wouldn't just act out in our own flesh and make our own decision, but that we would pause and let the Lord minister to us. And in this case, an angel came and ministered to him and told him what to do, and he, and he did it. So um, what's conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And if you ever, you know, if you use Blue Letter Bible, you could look this up on your own and look up the word Jesus and what it means. And it, it's a compound word of two Hebrew words which come up with the, 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 the name Jesus. And it means the one true God who saves. So if you know that, listen to this. She will bear a son, and you shall call him the name of the one true God who saves, for he will save his people from their sins. It makes sense when you know what the, the, the word Jesus means, the one true God who saves, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, and this is now going back to um, uh, Isaiah. Behold, the virgin will be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And that is such an, a remarkable concept, uh, truth, that in the Old Testament, people never saw God. God was with them in the tabernacle. He flashed lightning from the mountain of Sinai. He did miracles in their midst. But in Jesus, we got God with us. And that's what we celebrate when we celebrate Christmas, is that God came to be with man to reveal in a physical human being who God was so that we could know him, we could see what he said, what he did, what his actions were, and as a result of Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus coming to earth, we know God so much better because he revealed himself in such more of an intimate way. And it's incredible that we live in this era, in the New Testament era, where God has revealed who he is through his son Jesus. Hallelujah. Emmanuel, one of the greatest words of all the Bible, God is with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep. And he did, as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He obeyed the Lord. He obeyed the angel. And he took Mary as his wife. But he kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And Joseph called his name Jesus, just as the angel told him. And praise God, Jesus came to reveal who God was. And he is the one true God who saves. What a great start to the New Testament and the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. God bless you all.